everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We do have a request though before we get started. If you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're here for episode 314. Yeah, 314. And it's an update episode. And we love our update episodes because it's our chance to kind of share what's going on in our life in the reselling world, uh, the reselling world at large, like just overall, some news, some topics. Uh, we get to share some some super spicy bolos, some items Juicy. that you need to be on the lookout for. Uh, this, this ain't no this ain't no middle of the mall bolo. <laughs> this ain't no value bolo. What's, what does middle of the mall mean? <laughs> like the kiosk? Yeah, I watched a... You remember that show Ridiculousness? I Rob Deerdick. So they had a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. They, okay, they had the skate, a skateboard guy. Yeah, yeah. They had a they had a a guest on one time, and I don't even know who it was, but he's got all these chains. He's like this white guy, and he's like all you know, like gangstered out. And he's got all these chains and a grill, and and when they would talk about his chains, like it was like a back and forth joke. And he's like, "Yeah, this ain't no middle of the mall stuff right <laughs> here." This okay, now, but that makes sense though. I know what he means by that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the diamonds weren't no middle of the mall. It's like it's not that jewelry. It's real jewelry. So so our bolo is is not no middle of the mall bolo. It's like. This is high class bolos we're giving you. But anyway, okay, we got to drop shirts eventually. Like the, yeah. we need to have middle of the mall bolos. You know, middle of the mall bolo. <laughs> yes, that should. We have. I mean, we have the we have the hermit crab shirts. Yeah. We have what else? Do we we have? don't have them. We have the ideas of. Them. We have the ideas of them. That's right. But they're gonna drop soon. And thank you to all of you. By the way, I'm just gonna say this now. Thank you to all of you that have been watching us on YouTube and subscribing. Our numbers are going up faster than before. And so, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, just come on over hit that subscribe button hit that bell notification everyone right now just hit that like button whenever you are listening uh, to this episode all right what is going on with you yeah well br- jumping off of that uh, and what's going on with me um i wanted to share because i don't know if we've actually shared it on the podcast in a while uh, but we do record a monday episode for youtube only and Correct. it's usually a short episode so uh if you're a monday mini listener you know about the podcast but if you're like a, you only listen to the podcast on Wednesdays, you might not have known because it's, you know, we don't mention it all the time. It's been a while, uh, but we just recorded a, a probably one of the most interesting could probably get us banned off of YouTube videos and it's going to drop next Monday. So if, yeah, if you haven't subscribed yet. I'm or really, this coming Monday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this coming Monday. That's right. So this Wednesday, the, the, the next time Monday is, is on your calendar, the next time it's Monday, that episode uh, it, you know, I'm not sure how it's going to go. So, uh, yeah, go on over to YouTube. Check it out. I'm excited. You'll learn a lot of new things. Well, it might be stuff you already know about. Uh, you might be like, Mike and Orlando, you're making a fool of yourselves right now. That's what are you true. doing? That is true. Uh, but, is true. but uh, yeah, check that out. So what's going on with me other than recording the weirdest Monday mini I've ever recorded? Um, so again, I'm trying not to do too much of buying lots of things. I'm trying to go right now for quality over quantity is kind of my mm-hmm. goal. And then at some point I might switch. I mean, I think quality has always got to be the primary goal, uh, but you can kind of find that middle ground of like good stuff, high high quantity of it, and you're doing fine. Uh, and I'm going to be there again, I'm hoping in the next year or so of being able to move lots of inventory, but I'm trying to move inventory a little bit slower, uh, picking up inventory a little bit slower. And my, I'm in a weird stage right now with like my kids that my son just started soccer uh well not just it's been it's been you know six seven weeks now but we've got soccer games on saturdays mm-hmm. so now it's like those days. so it's like okay i can go garage selling but it's a little bit shorter because i gotta get to the games and i could miss games here and there for sure but i'm like honestly i've got enough inventory is it really worth going and potentially striking out or picking up you know a hundred dollars worth of stuff and missing my kids game so uh, you know trying to weigh that um but where I can still source easily is offer up. And one of the things that I was looking at offer up, uh, not too long ago, um, like a few days ago, and I, I got an amazing score and that that's kind of what I'm gonna talk about right now is, and I don't want to give away exactly what it is. Cause again, I think this might be an untapped market slightly, but I'm looking up a camera and my wife and I have been talking about cameras and, and my thing with offer up is stuff that I'm interested in. I'm always looking up on offer up because I can spend tons of time looking through it, no problem. And then I often find things that I can resell. So most of my my local deals offer up tend to be hobbies or things that I'm interested in. 
just because I have no problem. I'd rather look through that stuff than look through like vintage shirts because I'm not really into vintage shirts. So I'm looking through cameras and I, I look up an old full frame camera. And for those who don't know, full frame cameras are the nicer, especially like with DSLRs. They're much more expensive than the kind of you go to Target, you go to Best Buy and you buy the anywhere from three to six hundred dollar camera. And you think, like, oh, this is a really nice camera. Those aren't bad cameras, but those are what are called crop sensors usually. Now there's micro four thirds, so that's a newer technology. But the crop sensor cameras are not bad. You can get it looks like, you know, a nice professional camera, but it's not the same as a full frame. Full frame has a much bigger sensor and they take pictures that have that that really shallow depth of field, the creamy background is what photographers use. Okay. And so people will buy cameras and they realize like, hey, my pictures, even if I buy a nice lens, doesn't look the way, you know, the person that I hired to take my wedding photography. Okay. And it's not just they have a better eye, but like the actual quality of the, the camera is different. And so the reason is those cameras can go, you know, upwards of several thousand dollars. Uh, if it's a brand new full frame sensor camera, you're looking at a, a, probably a couple thousand dollars minimum. And but the thing is, technology has changed so much, but a quality full frame camera you can still get from, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and it's going to take really good pictures. It just doesn't have all the new features of new mm -hmm. cameras. So I'm like, oh, if I'm looking up cameras, I'm going to look up some of the older ones. I'm looking up older full frame cameras that go for anywhere from like two to 400 bucks. So what would be thousands now go yeah. for a couple hundred. And it's like a car, right? Like if you're getting a car that's 15 years old, and it doesn't have all the nice features and it already has 120,000 miles on it, it's going to be less, right? Correct. So it's not just like, oh, I can just go out and buy a $200 camera. Well, yes, but it's it's got the wear and tear. It's got all this. But anyway, so I'm looking through some of these and I find um, a model that I'm looking up and I notice that this model is just not flipping very well on, on OfferUp, which is fine because it doesn't sell for a ton on mm -hmm. eBay. There's not a huge demand for it. But what was amazing is some of these people are kidding together with the camera some lenses. In fact, oh, I nice. found one that was a year old. The posting had been up for an entire year. And I'm like looking through it. I'm looking through the pictures. And the title itself was just the camera. Didn't have in the title anything about these lenses. And then the description had the lenses listed, but like not the way they're typically listed on like photography cameras, like spelled out exactly what they were. It was kind of just like this lens, this lens. And I'm looking through the pictures and I'm looking at these lenses and I'm like, these are like five, $600 lenses. And there's three of them nice. with this camera. And the person was asking for like $700. The camera itself will probably sell on eBay for like 300. Okay. Okay. Three, three to $400, depending on, on, you know, how it goes, but 300 is probably a good average. The three lenses from this camera will probably sell. One of them will probably sell for like five hundred. One for about four fifty, and another one for about four to five hundred dollars. Right. So I was able to talk the guy down. You know, how about how about six hundred? He wanted six fifty. Okay, all right, let's do six fifty because I could sell the camera alone and one of the lenses, and I'm already way in the profit. Yeah. That's and then now these other two lenses, and they have been sitting for a year. An entire year and nobody picked this up. I, I, I would have been nice if I could have talked him down a little bit more, but he knew he knew that these were nice lenses. He just wasn't wanting to deal with them. But to think that a, a literally over a thousand dollars of net profit have been sitting for a year in a market that is super saturated. On, and the fact that somebody responded to you. Yeah. a Because usually it's just oh, yeah. somebody that sold something and they just forgot to say anything about yep. it. If, it. if something's been up that long, the chances of like, you almost feel stupid sending that. Hi, is this still available? <laughs> <laughs> and I got within like 10 minutes. Yes. And my heart like almost dropped. And I'm like, because uh, uh. originally I was thinking like, oh, they're going to be willing to take any kind yeah. of deal. But, you know, they bought new camera stuff. They weren't hurting for money. But uh, but to think, yeah, it had been listed there. So that it just goes to show, um, I guess, kind of the takeaway from this is don't be afraid to one, look at older listings. I've talked about that before. That can be very helpful. But two, if you're looking for something, sometimes it's the it's the accessories that make the deal. Agreed. Right. Like Agreed, same thing yeah. with like a console, like everybody knows like, okay, they're looking for N64 consoles. They're looking for, and it's the games a lot of times that, that are the most uh -huh. value in those. So people know that, but there's other things too, where you pick up something and it's actually the, the accessories that come with it, right? Like maybe it's a coffee maker, maybe it's a blender, maybe it's, and it, the unit itself that's listed might be good. But then you, if you realize like, Hey, this came in a kit that had this, 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 and this, and, and actually some of those things sell for more than the item itself, you might do, 
really well if you can find a couple niches where items are being listed, but you know to be looking for the accessories and you have to actually look through the pictures, see if they have them. Um, because yeah, I'm going to make a killing off these lenses that he didn't list. He didn't list them as lenses. He listed a camera that had lenses. There you go. Yep. So it's interesting you brought up for up and I was going to share this in my, uh, random stories, but I'll, I guess I'll share it now. And so this, <laughs> I felt like I was dating again, on, but it was on offer up. <laughs> it was like, you know, you know, when you're dating, like somebody texts you and you don't want to text right away because you don't want to seem eager. Right. And then you text the games. Yeah. And then you don't hear from them for a long time. And then I don't know where you get the text and you're like, should I text back? Mm. Somebody I, who has a little bit more knowledge on dating, let us know in the comments. What does that mean? What does it mean when they don't text for a while and then out of the blue? Yeah, and I've been, you know, I, I've been out of the game for two decades. So anyways, um, so I, you know, somebody was selling something. I can't share what it is because it's one of the things I look for, but it was an item that flipped for three or $400 and they had it for about 90 bucks. Hmm. So I sent them an offer of $50 because I was like, I, 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 I didn't believe that this person was actually selling it for this cheap, you know? So I was just like... So you went cheaper? instead. I of went this- cheaper because I just wanted to see, like, let's see what happens. So, crazy. so I sent a $50 offer and they're like, sure, no problem. And I was like, and like, if I was dating, I probably wouldn't have responded right away, but I responded right away. And I said, awesome. When can I come pick it up? Right? It's kind of like, awesome. When can I pick you up for dinner? Right? <laughs> I think it's fine to respond right away. You you, okay. you wanted them to know it's so, legitimate. So, so anyways, ghosted me. Mm. And I felt like, what what is going on here? So then I get a response like six hours later. And it's like, hey, can we meet up tomorrow, you know, at 11 o'clock? And, you know, I, I'll even meet you halfway. I'm like, sure, no problem. The only thing is, can we move it to noon? Just because that's that's like the one time out of the whole week. It's, it's when I go to church. So I couldn't miss church. I had just either something about me, like making deals when I should be in church. I just don't feel right about. And so the guy ghosted me. And then I don't know where I get this. Your The item has sold. And I'm like, ah. Oh. He, the two things happened. Either one, he realized how much value it was and he's like, I don't want to sell this anymore. Or some other reseller offered him more and he just went with the highest bidder. Right. So kind of, you know, my, my heart was broken. So, but it was, uh, it would have been a nice flip. So anyways, all right. So the update, uh, garage sales have not been great. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, how many of you caught in on Instagram, but I got up super early to buy a bunch of department 56 and it's the worst when you show up and they want like retail for every single one. Mm. And you know, there's, there's no way to negotiate out of that. So I, I left, I didn't even leave my business card, been doing a lot of local sourcing. I, I, I've picked up a, a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of trains. So sourcing has been good, but here's the interesting thing. Sales have been slow. Now that doesn't mean, I know it doesn't mean sales are slow for everyone, right? On the discord, we've had people over the last few days go, wow, I can't believe all these sales have been coming through. And then we've had other people saying, yay, I have one sale for the weekend, right? So you just, you never know. eBay, eBay is a roller coaster. And so a part of me believes that we have slow sales right now because of prime day. So right now, while we're recording this, we're in day two of two days of prime day. Started yesterday on Tuesday, uh, the 11th, and it's going on 11 and 12, two days. I even I should do some shopping. Anything good? I haven't looked. I even set up my own coupon, like eBay Prime Day or something like that. And, you know, but yeah, it's just when, when Amazon is running Prime Day, eBay is just to my experience has been eBay has not been a it's not been a great time. Same with like that Black Friday weekend. It just has not been a great time. But the other times are in Q4. Uh, things go pretty well. So just been, just been kind of interesting these days because uh, I did experiment, you know, everybody talks about doing that. Uh, you cancel old listings and you do so similar. So I did that and it didn't really do much. The only thing it did is I ended up having to send offers on a lot of those items. And that's just, I think, because the old offers that were automatically sent went away. And so you're thinking, oh, wow, more people are interested in the stuff. No, they probably were already just interested in the same. It's just that now you have to redo the send offer. So I'm not sold on the sell similar. 
I know a lot of people are sold, uh, but I will talk later on. I do think eBay is changing. So, hey, before we move on, though, uh, there is one one uh, one company that always comes through for me, and it's American Bubble Boy. And uh, Bubble Boy bringing you the highest quality bubble wrap at the cheapest price. Uh, I, I whenever I talk about products like this, I hate to use the word cheap because it's inexpensive. I think that's the better affordable. word to use there. It's affor- It's even affordable sounds right like. Like, I don't know, but this is inexpensive wrap. You are not going to be paying a ton of money. And the nice thing, it comes right to you. And I get right. I'm in San Diego and I have next day free shipping. Right. So if you're in a listen, Q4 is going to go crazy here pretty soon. Uh, so you want to make sure you have all these supplies. And even if it's a miss Q4 and you're listening to this episode right now and it's like December, know that American Bowl Boy will come through. Great product. Great shipping. So check them out. Use our link below. Helps us out. Helps you out by getting a great product at a great price with fast delivery. Again, American uh, Bubble Boy. Yeah. All right, do you have any uh, random stories here? Yeah, I mean, not like a like a super amazing random story other than, um, you know, new routines uh, for us. So my wife and I have started getting a weekly date night. And the, oh, the reason why is so my, my son is old enough now to go to Awana's. And for those of you who don't know, like Awana's just like a a middle of the week kind of like a it's like a church, a church camp yeah, thing yeah. for kids and so uh basically it's like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes once a week on wednesdays i used to source during that time back in the day that's what it is right like that the, it really comes down to and i don't want to just be sourcing because this is like the one time a week that like my <laughs> wife and i can get together hey you're making buddy i mean that's true uh but this ends up being like hey let's go out to eat Right. So we go get get a bite to eat. Sometimes it's a nicer restaurant. Sometimes it's just like, hey, let's go through Canes. Or, you know, wow. You know, whatever. Throw shade at Canes. Well, like Canes isn't like a sit down. Like it's not like Applebee's, like really fancy. Oh, I, I, just kidding. I, I would um, not throw Applebee's in there. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's just like a quick fast food and sometimes we go and sit down. Well, the nice thing is we go and do errands. If you are older with kids, a lot of times the date night becomes just running errands. Yeah, yeah. And like you love yeah. it. Like just the fact that you can go to uh, a store, whether it's grocery store or like a retail store and walk around without just tons of kids. It just it's a different feeling. And so uh, we will go to Target. We'll go to other places. And it's amazing. The last few times I've been able to source things and, and not even making like sourcing the priority. We're probably going to say like maybe like once or twice a month, like let's hit up a thrift store. Let's go grab a bite to eat and go to a thrift store together. It'll be fun. And then we'll, you know, list, you know, the, that week, but just going to target. And I, I have not for the last couple of years done like the target clearance thing, mm-hmm. because we've talked about it before. Most of the time, if, if it's on clearance at one target, it's at clearance on every target. And it's just, you're not going to be able to sell stuff, but I've been able to find like a handful of items where it's like, yeah, I'm going to pick up these three items and I'm not only going to pay for the dinner we just had, uh, but, you know, several date nights. And I'm at that point of reselling that I've got enough inventory. I've got enough sales coming in that the amount of money I need eBay to make, it's making that kind of money. And I could scale. I could work on scaling, but I'm not trying to to force scaling and growing right now. I think I'm going to get there once I end up buying a house and we see what, you know, that looks like. Right now, it's just I need it to bring in an X amount of money. It's doing that. And then so when there's extras and this was just like, hey, we made an extra. We can make an extra 50 to 100 bucks off of just selling these two or three things. Um, I, I think about it instead of just like, hey, this is money that goes into my bank account and more of like, this is the fun money. Mm-hmm. Right. And even though it doesn't work like that, um, it in my mind, it works like that. Like if you've ever worked at a job where you get like a bonus or like, you know, in my field, there's lots of stipends as a teacher for various things. Like, hey, you go do this special after school thing and you're going to get a $50 or $100 stipend and it's an hour. And I, whenever I do those, I add those things up in my mind. It's like, oh, sweet. Um, I'll take the kids out and we'll go to the movies this weekend because I made an extra 50 bucks that I wasn't counting on. And so for me, I've got my normal sourcing at garage sales, thrift stores, Saturdays. And then when there's the random in the middle of the week, you're just at Target and you find something, it's like, hey, this is the date that we just had. I just paid for it by picking up two items. And it's so amazing to make Target pay for my dates. I love it. So it's interesting you bring bring this up because I will tell you, one of the one of the best things about part-time reselling was that aspect. Now, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like here giving marriage advice, but I'm not married anymore. But that's a whole other that's a whole other story. 
But I will tell you, my marriage did improve at that time in reselling because, yeah, you, so if you want a better marriage, start reselling together. Now, that's hard to do, right? Because I don't know how many people on the Discord or, or on DMs say, if only I could get my spouse into reselling, right? And maybe one way you could do that now we're giving now marriage, we talk about dating now marriage, is, yeah. is if you can somehow turn that sourcing into profit and with that profit you can go on a date night or you can buy a nice gift for you know your significant other then maybe they'll see the value maybe they want to work together with you maybe that's how you bring them into into reselling yeah. but I, I i loved it because during that time i remember every friday night i'd go out and i never once had to think about money right i just dipped into the paypal fund to care of dinner to care of the movie and you know date nights can get really i mean you can go anywhere from 100 bucks you know, to two to 300, even 500, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. And it, it's interesting too, that you brought up like getting your significant other involved. I think it's valuable to do and, you know, it doesn't work for every couple, uh, but the, it's interesting because the word economy, the etymology, the background of that actually means. Well, we're getting serious house, here. Right. It, it comes from the Greek oikos, which is house. <laughs> and then um, the other part of that is, has to do with management. So it's like the idea of like, Households used to be were the basis of an economy. Think of like if you were a blacksmith, you ran that out of your house. If you were a baker, if you were most households were productive. If you were a farmer, like the the household itself was the business. Mm -hmm. And so there's a ton of implications with that, like even with like kids and all those things and 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 what that means. But if you think about it, households for a long time, for pretty much up until the last like hundred years, or or basically up until like the industrial age, revolution age and all yeah. of that. Up until that time, households, the the husband and wife, all, like pretty much always worked together in some fashion or another. And I think there's some value to that. Like when you could say like, hey, the way I do it is, you know, I do sourcing and some pictures. My wife does a lot of the listing and then the shipping other than the heavy stuff. And then we come together and there's certain times where we both list and we both ship and, and, and it's great for our relationship. And again, it's not going to work for every relationship, but, uh, it's a cool thing to do. And so it's one of those things that when you could do it together and then you can kind of look at each other and say like, Hey, this will sell for a hundred bucks. Hey, when it sells, you want to go, uh, you want to go watch a movie and get a, a special dinner. It's like, sweet, let's do it. Right. Like, and, and then it's just a fun thing you're doing together. So, uh, yeah, give it a try. So you got to clickbait the thumbnail and 10 it, has out of 10 recommend. it has to say like marriage advice, Re reselling relationship advice. <laughs> so like improve your marriage with reselling. That's right. So 10 easy anyway. steps to improve your marriage with reselling. <laughs> I, I just I remember I those, those were the good days of part time because you did not have to worry about day night good times all right I don't I don't have much of a random story I did finally come across a grail for myself and now I'm gonna flip it and those of you nice. that follow us on Instagram know about this so it's funny because for a long time I've been wanting a Yeti cooler not for myself I just wanted to get one to flip Cause I know they're good money. I know their quality and it finally happened. I, uh, it, it actually happened almost a week ago. I was at the thrift store, but the thrift store wanted $125 for the Yeti. And that one was selling for maybe $200 <laughs> new. So it really wasn't worth it. So I had mentioned how garage sales weren't that great. Well, Saturday, you know, I went to that department 56 sale and that didn't work out. And then I show up at this random house and there's nothing of value, but I see this, teal yeti and it says forty dollars and i couldn't my my cell phone wasn't working at the moment and i couldn't like really look up comps and i tried but i'm like good 40 40 bucks good has comps. to be good for a yeah. yeti right and so i told the guy i'm like hey really i don't this isn't something i would use every day uh you know would you do and, and usually i asked you know, I asked him for a number and the guy was kind of, well, it's 40 bucks. And I was like, all right, that's, that's his number. So I was like, how about 20 bucks? I didn't know. I didn't know the resale value on it. And he's like, let's do 25. So I'm like, all right. And he took it. And, and I looked at the comps when I got in my car and like the lowest selling one was like $260. And I was like, what? And then I saw the guy on his phone and there's a part of me that believes that he's looking on his phone, looking at comps. So I instantly just started the car and I took off. And as a good reminder, when you make a deal at a garage sale and you have stuff in your car, yes, you should have a business card and everything, but you need to do that before. 
once you have everything before you want to make sure you're out because I can tell you, I've had moments where I've bought out a bunch of stuff and then last second they're like, yeah, you know what? Um, I don't know about that item right there. And they've asked for it back and you could be a jerk and be like, no, we already made the deal. But usually I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Uh, you know, if you want it back, you can have it back. And, or sometimes they'd like, I sold that to you for too cheap. Um, and I usually say, oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. If you want it back, you can have it back. Usually they won't say I want it back because they also feel bad because they already made that deal with you. Uh, but, you know, for example, um, a few weeks ago, I bought a bunch of uh, vintage toys from someone. And did I mention this? I don't know if I mentioned this. I left the most expensive piece at the house. So I went all the way home and I'm I'm starting listing and it was like a Fisher Price like vintage toy house and I start listing and I'm like where's where's that house? And I look everywhere, I look in my car and sure enough, I'm pretty sure I left it. So I had to text the lady and I'm like, "Hey, by the way, just want to let you know, uh I think I left this item." Never contacted me by the way. This is our I think I mentioned the story already. Maybe I haven't. It was like already like 48 hours since everything. And she goes, oh, yeah, you left it here. And I'm like, what? Like, why didn't you? In my mind, I'm like, why didn't you let me know? And she's like, yeah. And by the way, I think I sold things to you for too cheap. Awkward. It was awkward. And all I responded was like, hey, listen, the market is unpredictable right now. <laughs> and no, but it's true because that item hasn't even sold yet. So and that was a few months back. So I said, I, you know, the market is unpredictable. I can't say for sure where things are at uh by the way when's a good time to pick up <laughs> oh, you from awkward to more awkward and so she's like you can come by tomorrow i'll be in front of the house and she didn't even come out she just she like left it outside middle of the night i just grabbed it and left. like she didn't want to say hi she didn't want to see me and the deal was done deal was done so anyways uh be aware of that that's right all right. So, hey, we bring it up a lot, uh, our, our Discord in this podcast, and it's it's part of our community. It, it's where we, we learn a lot. We share a lot. And uh, if you haven't had a chance yet to support Pierce Podcast on Patreon, Patreon, did I say Patreon? Patreon. Patreon. There you go. Dot com slash Pierce Podcast. We, we invite you to do so. It definitely helps us out. Uh, you know, we, we're always in need of, of upping our equipment. We're always in need of, of trying to, you know, find the time to record the podcast, which takes away from our business. And so whenever any of you can help us with just that very bottom tier of five fifty five a month on Patreon, it helps us out. And the benefit of that, uh, which is just a plus is the discord. And it's been great to get people on the discord that know about certain, uh, niches that, you know, are experts at shipping, uh, great at Amazon and just a great place to, you know, rant and rave about things or just share in general what's going on. And so we invite you to join us. Just go to purestpodcast.com slash no, not purestpodcast.com. We do have that website, but it's not up and running. Yeah. One of these. Not days. yet. Maybe, Soon. maybe, maybe we get a couple more Patreon uh, patrons. We'll, uh, we'll get that running. There you go. So go to a patreon.com slash purestpodcast link below, and you can sign up for less than 18 cents a day and support us and then join us in the discord. Yeah. All right. Hey, if you haven't followed us on social media, we are Pierce Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We are Pierce Podcast on Twitter. You can also give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or you can shoot us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. As always, we're grateful for all the iTunes reviews. They always help us out especially the ones that leave a five-star and informative as to why you enjoy the podcast, because sometimes, you know, you're scrolling through and you're an experienced reseller and you're like, do I really want to listen to another reselling podcast? Well, if it, if there's, you know, items in there from veteran resellers, if there's items in there from new resellers, or if there's some people that are like, we just like to be entertained, which I, hey, I'm grateful that we're able to do that. Yeah. We, uh, we tell, we tell good stories, stories that, uh, that, maybe make you laugh and, because and we're ridiculous <laughs> and uh and so anyways <laughs> appreciate all of you uh writing those reviews on itunes and as always if you haven't uh watched us on youtube jump on over hit that subscribe button smash that like button hit that bell notification all right are we ready to talk about some uh more ebay open we sure are <laughs> any moment now <laughs> 
eBay Open happened, and they told us lots of things. Some of those things are coming true already. Some, well, what's, what's going on with that? Plus, Goodwill finds, all this and more. So, Orlando, before, before I, I have you take it yeah. away, uh, have you seen the, uh, the eBay Live auctions yet? No. Yeah. I, I, well, I saw, I saw there was the eBay Open like video, the keynote. So, I think I was, I think I may have, I didn't get to watch the whole thing because I was literally driving and I saw it and then I tried to like mention it in the Discord. But I, I talked about in the Discord a card game that I thought would do really well on eBay and I saw ads for it. The, the game is, oh, uh, it's I'm drawing a blank on it. It's like a new game um, that that recently came out, like a collectible card game. And they made a deal, MetaZoo. They made a deal with oh, eBay. Yeah, I you mentioned that. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. They got this eBay exclusive, and I could never find like there was supposed to be like a release date of like these this box. And I kept trying to find one, and I was like, maybe this article that that came out was like wrong. Anyways, I get this thing that's like eBay Live MetaZoo event, and I'm like. Because when I saw eBay Live, I thought that was like eBay Open, whatever. So I just click on the pop-up or the the notification on my phone, and it takes me to like a live auction where someone's like showing cards, and people are like wow. watching it, and giving hearts, and bidding. I'm pretty sure bidding. I, I I like I said, I couldn't watch the whole thing, and I tried to screenshot it, and the screenshot came out all messed up, and it came up with a thing that said unable to screenshot or screen record for security reasons. Interesting. So I was like hoping to like post it, so I like re- like really quick in the Discord was like eBay Live auctions happening like right now with MetaZoo and I'm like I don't think this makes any sense but I was hoping to be able to throw up a picture of it happening but uh yeah so it's so what are you going on? on it well like I said I couldn't like sit down and watch the whole thing and I think there's like a recording of it you could watch later but what it made me think was hey they're actually doing something they said they were going to do or at least like moving in that direction yeah, yeah. like that's cool no that is cool and I, again I do think it's going to be great uh I just I, I just you know there's a lot of things like are they going to do instant pay like they have on whatnot are they uh, is it going to be a place where you're going to be able to get the same amount of money? Uh, because let's be real, like the the thing with whatnot, and we'll talk about whatnot later on when we uh, <laughs> when we d- discuss the upcoming auction that I haven't told Mike that I'm doing for my own merch, not or not our combined merch. Are you okay with that? That's fine. All right, okay. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm excited about it. I it's interesting because what what at first became something that was just kind of like. Oh, this is kind of cool. And then some people saying it's a fad, it's a trend. I think it's, it's becoming a thing. Like, and it's, you know, I, I don't know. Did we talk about in the last update, uh, excuse me, update episode that Poshmark was doing? They're also doing live auctions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And Amazon has already been doing it. And so this might be a thing to stay. So what does that mean for all of us resellers? I, I think some of us are just going to have to get uncomfortable and just try it out. Uh, I, 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 I know there's, there's a lot of obstacles to it. I, myself, if I was not doing the podcast, if I was not doing YouTube and all that, I probably wouldn't want to do it. Right. Because I enjoyed the anonymity of just selling on eBay. Right. And not having to like sell myself. <laughs> I don't sound terrible, but there is some showmanship that comes with doing these live auctions. Like you, you I, I think the ones that do well, either they have very good merchandise for really cheap or their personalities, right? Some of the biggest uh, YouTubes do really well. It's because people buy, not because of the items they buy because they want to help support that YouTube personality. So now I want to go back to eBay open. I know this sounds like old news, but here's, here's what happened. This is why I think eBay needs to do a live event for everyone because there's a lot of things that were said at this eBay open that people just didn't, didn't, didn't go to because, you know, if it's on a screen and you're busy, you're just, you're not going to click on it. And I looked at some of the videos and they had like 400 views. So there's not a lot of people that know about this and, you know, props to the developers who had the courage to speak, you know, and like some people are just developers and like they weren't meant to be in front of a camera. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of people who are really, really, really good at their trade, like smart people, but they're not meant to, to like, yeah, to present that to other people. And then there's people who are good at presenting stuff and they shouldn't be doing anything other than that. But props to them because they stood out there and, and they presented the information and it was good info. And so I just wanted to share this to help all of us here because I do think eBay is changing. And the way that I think eBay is changing is 
one, one, one easy example, a lot of you are experienced resellers and you go back to the days of scavenger, scavenger life and scavenger life. One of the things they had always talked about was listed and forget it. Right. And then we kind of adopted that here too. And I, I'm leaning into that. Those days are, are slowly going away. And the reason I think they're going away is one, they changed the page views where they always reset at 30 days uh, to sell through rate is like, I've never heard so many people talk about sell through rate as much as, as I had in the last six months. Like sell through rate is everything. Even, I don't know if you caught this, all the comments that we had on our Instagram post, I posted, you know, how you can lock the screen. So it always shows sold. Mm -hmm. And I would say half of the comments on Instagram were like, that doesn't help us because we can't see how many items there are in comparison to how many items sold. I'm like, whoa, like that's a valid point. But had I posted, when I posted that video a year and a half ago, no one was bringing that up. It just wasn't a thing. And so now I, I, I think a lot more people are quickly turn and burning, turn and burning, turn and burning, turn and burning, which is, which is fine. I mean, it's a different model, but I think that's what eBay wants. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense as they want, they make money when an item sells. In fact, maybe they make a little bit of money from listings. A lot of people are going to have stores, but if, if, if the majority of the, the stuff that's listed doesn't sell on eBay in a timely manner, I mean, eBay is paying money for that listing to be up, like the server space to maintain that item, all of the stuff that, that the pictures that they're storing, all of that. And they would much rather the seller who sells 10 items in a month and lists 10 items in a month and the seller who lists a thousand items and sells 10 items, right? Like one of them's costing them more money than the other in some ways, um, maybe not to that extreme because there's, you know, going to be variances and there's going to be listing fees and stuff. But either way, they want, they want an item to sell because when it sells, they make the vast majority of the profit that they're going to make off that item is during the sale. And so they'd, they'd rather you, you know, sell for a little bit cheaper and then get the money right away. And the other thing too, is the, the average, the average like CEO of a company, it's like something crazy, like three years, right? Like it's not a long time. And part of the reason like school administrators, right? One of the reasons why, and a lot of those businesses are like that. They do things to make profit in short term. They want to be able to show, they want to be able to show their, 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 the people who are stakeholders in that company, the people who own stock, all of that. They want to be able to show them, Hey, we've made a whole bunch of money this quarter. Look at how well we're doing. And I get a bonus for that. And so they would rather get a bunch of money really fast and say, Hey, we're going to do this thing. And it's probably going to cost us a little bit of money over the next five years. But we think like 30 years from now, like it's going to set us in a place where we're going to be like making way more mm -hmm. companies don't want to do that unless, you know, there's very few that are willing to take those kinds of risks long-term unless it's literally the founder of the company doing it. That's, that's the, the exception usually because they have the passion and that they'll, they're thinking long-term, not just, and then I'll jump ship in four years because then I'll show how much money I made and I'll get another job. Right. So again, when it comes to this thing, they're thinking short-term, I would rather this item sell today for 20% less than it could sell five years from now. Because yeah, maybe you make more, maybe we make more in the long term, but we want that money on the books today. Yeah. And honestly, let's be real too. You know, eBay is making more of their money from promoted listings and, yep. and all those items and they're making from the selling of items. Right. So it makes sense that they're maybe trying to kind of bring balance. <laughs> I don't know. But so one of the sessions was called fundamental training session, how to make search and promoted listings work for you. And you should check it out. But they had talked about rank. What is rank? How do you get some ranked on, on eBay? Right. And, you know, I've always been a big believer. Like if you have better pictures and, and, you know, you have a great return policy, uh, you can price high and your, your item will sell well because, you know, people are going to see the value in that item. And I'm not a hundred percent there anymore. Uh, so some things that they said, they said rank is based on number one, the conversion potential. So are you selling through stuff? And Mike and I have been very big on that for, uh, for I think over two years that we pretty much will, if somebody gives us a good offer, we'll sell it. We're not going to wait for like the top dollar. It's time to move that item. The next one was relevance. How relevant is it? And so what that means is do your keyword. This is something to pay attention. If you have keywords in your title, you need to have those keywords in your item specifics because they're really pushing item specifics. And so let's say you, you have a certain keyword in your listing, but it's not in your item specifics. It's very possible that that item may not come up in the search. Also your price, 
Okay. So are you priced competitively? And I'll talk about that in a little bit here. Uh, your listing quality, shipping speed, return policy, history of buyer experience. So what does that all mean? Let's talk, let's park on the last one, history of buyer experience. eBay was very clear in this presentation that how you deal with customers, if you offer returns, if you offer free returns, if you don't get INADs, if, if you, you know, you keep customers happy, your items will end up higher in the rank and everybody all day can say, I don't do returns, but I'm telling you from eBay right now, they're saying your items will end up lesser in the search. Now, if you sell really unique items where, you know, it's not flooded and it's, it's, you know, yours is the only one, then you might still be okay. Yeah, but, you're the if you're the only guy on the block, you can you can charge whatever you want, and and you'll be fine as long as it's an item in demand. Uh, but you're right if it's if it's a a market, like a general market, like uh, you know used electronics or something that's not like super unique to a certain rare vintage item. Let's say let's say Levi's blue jeans. Yeah, sure. Okay, so something like very very vanilla, right? Like these things sell all the time. If you're if you are offering returns on these types of items, and and you've got that kind of feedback. What it's going to do is it makes customers happier, and and again, I I I don't necessarily think this is a good thing. It's like a it's like a slow creep towards, you know, free shipping, free like we've mm-hmm. seen Amazon has done this, and it, and it stinks, and and we could sit here and say like this is like a, a sucky situation that we're in as sellers that this is the expectation, but also as a buyer, it's kind of nice, right? Like it's nice yeah. to expect things to be faster, and it's nice to be able to know that hey, if I buy something and something doesn't work out, I can return it. And now more than ever, I used to never look at like, did a place accept returns or not? But I've bought various things off of eBay over the last year. And every time now I'm looking at, does it accept returns? Mm-hmm. And I never did that before because it was just like, well, you're buying something off eBay. You never know. Uh, you're taking a gamble on it. But now I go, no, I, I expect to be able to, if I buy this camera equipment or this lens and there's like some fungus on the inside that that's, that's something that occasionally happens with lenses yeah, yeah. and it's got a haze and now it doesn't like take sharp pictures I should be able to return this because you sold me a piece of junk, right? Yeah. And you never expected that on eBay before, but now because it's kind of the norm and if buyers are realizing that like, hey, I don't like shopping on eBay because still most of the stuff you can't return if there's a problem, they're going to go somewhere else. But if they know, hey, most, you can, yeah, you can get a return on almost everything. And it clearly says accepts returns or doesn't accept return, mm-hmm. which again, I think not, not that that's super brand new. But it, that probably wasn't on there ten years ago, like as prominent as far as no, returns no, are it's it's a different, it's a different. Things have changed, and we can get upset all day. We can, you know, create a forum and we can go into the rabbit hole of darkness and get mad about it. But that's just the reality. If you want to continue reselling, this is what eBay is selling. We can think about how much e-commerce bites when when we're dealing with that. You know, like this just bites. All right. Now, one interesting thing they also said is category is key, even if less popular. So, for example, I saw a lot of Harley Davidson shirts and I used to just put them under the generic men's uh, casual shirts. But they're saying you need to put it in Harley vintage T-shirts. And even though that's not a popular category, your stuff will end up higher in the search if you have it there than if you have in the generic one, which kind of makes sense. Right. But that's just something to think about, because sometimes we try to finagle our way in the categories and we think if it's in the more generic one, it's going to get more exposure. But eBay is saying it's the opposite. Uh, The other things uh, that they had mentioned is uh, this is again, this goes back to what I earlier was saying. Price. Competition is the first item considered in ranking. The more competitive your item, the better it will rank. That's like not saying that's the only reason. But out of all of them, you know, your return policy, your customer service, your pictures, your listing, your item specifics, the very top one is going to be your price. Well, which makes sense because most people are trying to look for the cheapest item they can get anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So th- this is going to be, this is going to be a huge game changer for me, right? Because I'm so used to just listing high with best offer. I may not be doing that anymore. I might do that for certain items, depending on, you know, the scarcity of the item. But if, for example, I know tonight I'm gonna go get on eBay and I'm gonna I'm gonna drop prices. It kind of hurts my soul, but get you gotta I gotta pay the bills. Yeah, I mean get and, and the nice thing too is you, you're moving that inventory and and we've talked about things like inflation and all that stuff. The reality is even if you make ten percent more, twenty percent more, three four years from now, 
And even if you say, hey, you didn't lose that much in listing fees that whole time, you still lost money on that item. Uh, money today is worth more than money yeah. tomorrow. And so, yeah, a lot of times it's worth just moving. And then I think it, it in general, it helps your store out, right? If you've got that sell-through rate, not just of an item, but in general as your store means it helps, it helps in a lot of ways. Like even if you do have an INAD, well, what's the worst thing you can do if you have an INAD? not sell lots more items to get that that watered down it's like yeah. you really want to water it down like if you have a stain on something you got a little bit of something in in your water the more you can add of like good sales the more it's going to water down the percentage of your your now of course you could go the other way and it, then again ebay wants to see that if you're having 20 percent more sales and then also your inads went up by 20 percent they're going to realize hey you're just a bad seller mm-hmm. right this is who you are but if you have 20% more sales but no more inads or maybe 1% more then at that rate it's like hey like this is a person this is a seller we want to to push because they're bringing us money and and that's the bottom line like eBay eBay cares about their their sellers not because they care about you individually but they care about are you bringing them money yeah agreed agreed and so, you know, again, the price is going to be a big deal. I thought this was interesting. They said 30% of sales, 32% of sales come from marketing tools. So they either come from best offer, send offer or coupons. And they're not even saying promoted listings on this one. They're just saying that these tools have brought in a lot more repeat buyers for sellers. And so I encourage a lot of you that if you're not doing a best offer, Probably time to do best offer. They said that uh seven percent, like doing best offer will increase your sales by seven percent. And you're saying like seven percent, that's not a big change. But the other thing they related is like every percentage counts, right? So if 32% of sales are coming from using those tools and you do 7% best offer, and then you get a more percentage by doing send offer, then you get more percentage sending coupons. Overall, you're gonna get more sales. Yeah. And it's, it's really not any more work for you other than you, you may be some making clicks. a little bit less and some clicks, but you know, it's, if you're getting a two to 3% raise at a nine to five, that's terrible, right? 7% raise this last year, still terrible. However, if you're averaging, you know, like, Hey, we're going to increase your salary by 7%. That's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And so, yeah, that, I just want to share that you guys can check out those videos. I didn't want to re, you know, say everything that were on these videos, but go to the eBay for business, a uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> eBay for business has not paid me. Uh, we have no sponsorship. Uh, we'd love to be on the podcast again, though, if you're, if you're listening to us, Griff, love you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, ch- check it out. Check out those videos. There's a lot of good information. Guess what? If there's only like four to 500 people that have looked at that information, then that means that if you go on there and watch that, you're already ahead of thousands of other eBay sellers. Yeah. So just think about that. Now, this next one, this this will get juicy. So I don't understand. I'm still trying to figure this out. So Goodwill. Oh, I said the name. Okay. Well, from now on, that shall not be the story. That shall not be. Did you you finally look it up and see that that was clearly a Voldemort reference? Yes. Yes. Plenty on the discord. Verified that was me. They call it the Volta store now. The Volta. Yeah. I brought that up. That was one of our, one of our, uh, one of our discord members. In fact, uh, not only came up with the idea of the name Volta store, which is really good, but also came up with an amazing logo. Oh, I saw that. And the meme. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Okay. Now there's, there was shopgoodwill.com, which was a place, I guess, to source. Mm. Right. And now this is different than shopgoodwill.com because it's the platform for the store shall not be named. Okay. And <laughs> is this the one we talked about before? It's like their eBay. Like yeah, their it's own, their, their eBay. Own eBay. They're all, so we went from well, we talked about this a while back, but this isn't something that sellers can go on and sell items on. This isn't what we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm. I don't even remember what that was called. That had a different name. But this one is definitely uh, like their own version of eBay. And it's it's always interesting whenever I post this on, on, on Instagram because the amount of messages, like people do not like the story that shall not be named. And I, I understand. I 100% understand. But I really do believe that people need to change their mindset when it comes to this place. You may still source there, but it is not a place for just sourcing. It is your competition. It always has been. It's been like that since the 80s. Again, not the 80s, since the late 90s, early 2000s. And they're only getting better. 
I don't know if you guys remember. Do you remember when I shared how they're using AI mm-hmm. uh, to like um, authenticate like Chanel bags and stuff like that? And that was four years ago. Right. And so here's, here's the interesting. Every, a lot of people automatically, and again, I could be wrong. Let me know in the comments how wrong I am. But a lot of people automatically are like, they're going to fail. They, they can't do what resellers can do. You know, it, they're, they're, it's not going to succeed. And you know what my response to that is? I think that's all wrong. I think they're going to do really well. And the reason they're going to do really well is twofold. Number one, in the 08 recession, which we're in a recession right now, even though our government doesn't acknowledge it, they did really well. Thrift stores blew up. Like they, they made all kinds of money, all kinds of money. And now not only are thrift stores really getting crowded, but now shopping online, right, is the thing to do. Now, but the thing is, who knows about Goodwill finds? Like they're gonna have It's to- all over the news. Is it? Like I Googled like Goodwill finds, it's like on NPR, it's on, you know, whatever CBS, it's on Wall Street Journal, Business Insider. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wonder how like widely known it is. Like how many people and how like how many normal people know about like because I feel like sometimes even those like legitimate news agencies, which you know, you can count on for for news in various ways. They just but, regurgitate news. Yeah, a lot of it's like again we talked about in our upcoming monday mini about like certain items and like sometimes mm. i feel like those items come up on those right of like this item sold and it's like legitimate news sources talking about but it's just it's one of those things where they're literally pumping out thousands of articles like i've been in the newspaper before but i don't expect most people to know who i am right like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where i don't know like how many how many people because i know you're really big on like everybody knows ebay and I, I still think eBay is failing with like the youngest generation, the, the Zoomers and and even like young, young millennials. But is that what they're called? Zoomers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so they're failing with that generation. But at the same time, they've probably still at least heard of eBay. But how many are like, yeah, fine. Goodwill finds. That's like the place to go online to get your 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 good stuff from a thrift store. I just, I, you say they're your competition. I think they're the competition in the sense of they're pulling the good items from from their stores, which make it harder to source. But I doubt it's going to make an impact in eBay. So like, you know what I want to do? I want to set up like a booth in front of the store shall not be named. Like, you want to protest? No, 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 not a protest. But I want to say cash for cash for goods. <laughs> and just like, 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 just like five hundred feet like from it. And just see how many cars approach us and like if we can buy out people. Mm. It's not illegal, I don't think. Now, would it give us bad PR? Sure, but the, you know, there's all news is good news. <laughs> all publicity. <laughs> we'll, we'll go nationwide. We'll, we'll go nationwide. I, I just I thought it'd be it'd be a fascinating experiment. Cause I already do some of that. Like whenever I go for a local deal and somebody's like, Oh, I was going to go drop this off. I'm like, Hey, listen, let me take care of it for you. If you want some money? Let me know. And a lot of the times people are like, no, you just take all this extra stuff. You're helping me out. I don't want to drive over there. I don't want to deal with it. And I get a lot of stuff. So my encouragement to all of you, that are resellers. If they're your competition, then approach it that way, right? With any other competition, you would be willing to take things off the hands of people from delivering to your competition. You could do that here too. So, I don't know. What do you think about my video idea? Not terrible. Really? I mean, you can do it on your own. Just don't put Pierre's podcast on anything. Oh, my. Okay. All right. Now, uh, here's. The, I will recommend this. You should go sourcing on there. Just like whatnot. Uh, I I missed out on a rain spooner like shirt that could sell for like 100 bucks and sell for like 12 bucks plus shipping. And there were some other items on there. So, I'm like, maybe you can source now. There's some other stuff in there that's like new sunglasses $200 and like as somebody on the discord said they zoomed in and it was like full of scratches yeah so or, you always got to be careful yeah for sure so for sure anyways all right so that is that is our reselling topics but now we get to what do you call it spicy yeah i said spicy because i just finished eating some uh some sriracha some sriracha uh, tuna which <laughs> it sounds pretty gross but it's actually pretty it's, good it's such a gr- so pleasure to spicy do this podcast bolos. with you after you eat that. Bolo, 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 bolo. What's your bolo? Yeah. All right. Mine's a twofer. I'm giving you two, two, uh, two bolos and one. So I was thinking about lanterns. And one of the things when you go to an estate sale or even garage sales, 
uh, that it's not it's not like a rare item to find. You find these kinds of things. You find I feel like camping gear, even in California, which isn't like a huge camping, like it's not as outdoorsy as some states. California? Parts of California are. Um, okay. but 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 I mean like okay, it's not the reason why we don't find lots of North Face in Patagonia, okay. but we're at I California, right? That's like because there's there are places where it's like that's what you do. You go hiking and camping. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- that's kind of a thing here, but not in the same way. So maybe parts of California, but um, but most families have camping stuff, even if they don't go camping. I remember like you go to your grandparents' house, you go in their garage and they've got all the camping stuff. So most people have some kind of camping stuff. So I find these things at garage sales and thrift stores a lot. And, and lanterns are one of those things that can be easily overlooked, uh, especially because when I look at Coleman and and this has got me wanting to do a little bit more research. When I think of Coleman now, anything new Coleman, I think Walmart, mm. right? Because like Walmart sells Coleman stuff. That's true. That's true. And most of the time, if it's like a Walmart brand, like, you know, it's not like the highest quality brand. Like there's the Walmart brand and then there's the REI brand. And if you're like a camper, you're going to go to REI or you're going to go to some other outdoor store as opposed to like, if you're going to Walmart camping store, you're not like a camper camper. You know what I mean? Like you might go camping once or twice. So that's kind of how I looked at it. Same thing with like a Yeti, like you talked about Yeti or like a Yeti uh, cooler versus just like, just like the Walmart cooler, right? Like one of them is like, one of them. Yeah. One of them is like, this is a cooler. Now Coleman lanterns though, uh, when you're looking at stuff from the like seventies to like, like right into the eighties even. And then earlier, there's a lot of money to be made there. A yeah. lot of money in vintage. And one of the things is the, the, one of the models that I've learned a little bit about is the 200A, the Coleman 200A. And it is not like a super rare item. Like you can get these. I've seen them at garage sales there. Sometimes you can go into estate sales. And I think it's one of those things that's easily passed up by some people because it's like camping stuff. Most people don't want to deal with tents. They don't want to deal with a lot of those things. And you might think, oh, this is just a Coleman. And so you're thinking Walmart. Not everybody, the people who know vintage know it's worth money, but just just keep an eye out for the older Coleman lantern, especially the 200A model. And there's some that sell for even more. Uh, but the nice thing is there's a huge market for them. It's a popular uh, model that people want because they're, they're, it's like lots of things. Like this model's good because the, the, the parts come easy. You can get lots of parts for them. A lot of them are made, but it's still cool and it's vintage and it lasts a long time. So uh, that's a model to look up. But then as I was like kind of looking up some of these lanterns, um, I noticed, you know, if you just type in lanterns and you're looking up prices and stuff, I started seeing like, oh, it's also uh, Halloween time. And so Halloween lanterns are kind of a thing. Some people are buying the older lanterns for like decorations. Uh, so that that was one thing that got me down this path. And then that leads into old jack-o'-lanterns. And so my twofer on this is uh, there is a huge market. It's a very collectible market that people are into for vintage paper mache jack-o'-lanterns really? or paper mache pumpkins. Now, most of these come from anywhere from the 30s, the 20s and 30s is when they got really popular. Uh, and I think they came from like Germany is like when they like they, they kind of this style, this model <laughs> came from. These are wild. I'm like, I just looked it up. Like, look at these. Yeah. And, and you can get, um, like they, they repopped a whole bunch of them. And so you get them as buckets. They, they can be like buckets that you put candy in. Some of them are lanterns. People put like a, a lights in, uh, but they have a very specific look. So yeah, look up, look up paper mache pumpkin or paper mache lanterns, jack lanterns. And there's a huge market. It's very collectible. People are into it. Um, and th- wow. they're lightweight. They're not super heavy. Um, and this is something you might pass. Like if you're just at a garage sale I've and you never just see seen a, a bucket, but that's the thing is like how often a lot of times like Halloween decorations are just like yawn pass because most of it's like a dime a dozen. It's stuff that came from like, like I said, Walmart or spirit or something like that. And it's not super quality. So you might pass up on these, uh, but, but there's a market for them. So, so the twofer is, is the Coleman lanterns and then also the jack-o'-lanterns paper mache kind of has the texture feel of like a egg carton. A way of thinking okay. about it. So, yep. I I am I am so intrigued. Like yeah. I am, I'm looking right now. If I can see any on offer up. No, don't no. don't don't share that now. Already, now already, it's already, done. Already. Everybody put in their safe. Oh no, no, no. Trust me, I've already cleared that. How about oh this one's shipped. Ship, ship, yeah. Two hundred and fifty bucks. Look at that. I would have like right? that's like some little kid's art. That's what it looks like. Wow. Okay. I don't even know if I need to share mine. All right. So my quick bolo is um, I, I shared like last two weeks, no, last week about an item that I was scared that 
It's going to cost me over a thousand dollars to ship. It made it safe. I haven't heard anything. No one told me anything. Uh, but, um, you don't have to get the massive ones that I ended up sourcing, but now I did make good money. Uh, I, it was one, it was a huge haul from a family that just was wanting me to take a lot of the stuff. So I don't know, maybe I paid four or five bucks, but I sold it for $389 plus shipping. So it was good. I've sold another enlarger. So what I want to talk about is about enlarger. Enlargers are usually, there's usually like this wooden piece. You can just look it up. Dark room enlarger. There's a wooden piece on the bottom. And then there's uh like this, it looks like a, an accordion camera thing. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. You've seen it here. And it's pretty tall now. You can get smaller ones. So the first time I came across one of these, I paid five bucks and I didn't know if it was working. I said untested and I sold it for like 180 bucks in like a month or two. And it wasn't massive. This last one was a massive one. It weighed like 60 pounds packed and shipped and the dimensions were crazy. But, you know, it was worth it to make 300 bucks. I'm not going to complain about it. But I find that these do so well. And I find that a lot of people pass on it because they don't want to pack it. They don't want to ship it. Now, the mistake I made this last time in shipping it is the first time I shipped it and it didn't hit me till days after I already shipped it is that I unscrewed the wooden base from it. And then I wrapped the enlarger and put cardboard around it. Then I wrapped the wooden base, put it around it. And that it was a lot easier to pack that way, right? Because it wasn't as wide. And so just a tip, if you decide to pick these up, that's one way uh, to ship it. But uh, yeah, keep an eye. And my, my bolo, I got to tell you, my bolo is sad compared to your, your paper mache. Like I like that yeah. one. So keep an eye out for those. All right. Hey, before we move on, one place you can source is definitely whatnot. And uh, there's a lot of great deals on there. I know a lot of you have already either sourced from us, from the eBay inventory that we uh, had from a store that we bought out, or you source from others. And uh, I, by the way, I myself am doing a, an auction on Tuesday. Uh, what is that Tuesday? Tuesday the 18th. Let me, let me, let me look at my calendar, make sure everybody's on board here. Yeah, Tuesday the 18th, after I record a podcast, I'm going to be selling hats and hats and hats, starting all at a dollar. So jump on over. But here's the thing. You can buy some for free. Uh, if you just go on over to our link below, go to uh, Whatnot link. And if you go to that link that's in our description, you get a free $15 to spend on Whatnot. So you can sign up there, come to the auction, buy some hats off of me for free and uh, resell them and you'll make money. I'll make a little bit of affiliate money from that and we're all going to be good. So check out uh, Whatnot, go to our link below. And uh, even if you don't go to the link below, it's definitely a great place uh, to source. All right, what are you looking forward to here? Uh, so this is kind of like a, a long-term out, but I've got this idea. Um, I've got a, a book, kind of a book sourcing, book collecting challenge I want to do for okay. myself. Like Not like one that I want to necessarily like, uh, like publicize, but maybe I will to some extent. But there's... Um, I'm hoping that in the next year I'll own a house and I'll actually have a space for a library right now. It's like, I love books. I'm an English teacher, have lots of books, um, but most of my books are packed away and I've been buying new books through Kindle, which is just not the same thing. And a lot of the books that I really want, like there's a, I basically have like a, a wish list of books and the vast majority of them are not books that you can get mass produced. They're not books that you can get uh, for very cheap on Amazon. These are like small publishing houses that put out books. And so you have to buy them from them or you can get them on Amazon, but they're like 50 to 60 bucks for like what would normally be like a $12 paperback book. Mm -hmm. Like they're expensive books. And some of them are old, like some of them are from, you know, the forties, some of them are from the thirties, some of them are from the sixties. And so they're not the easiest things to come by. But part of me was thinking, man, this is like, I I'm going to spend a ton of money on books. But then I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. I know how to resell. And so I'm going to start with a small pot of money, maybe 20, 30, 40 bucks, something like that, the cost of one of these books. And I am going to kind of have a side thing going in my eBay because I already sell books and things, but I'm going to start with that seed money. I'm going to buy some books and start flipping and start collecting these books, um, reselling the ones that I can make more off of and eventually build out the library and try and see if I can get every single book off my wish list from nothing but reselling and flipping books from that seed money. There you go. That's mine. So I've got this, like I've been kind of pondering it, how it's going to work, how I'm going to start it. So if that's something you're interested in kind of following that process, am I able to, uh, to, to flip my way into the library that I want? Uh, let me know. Maybe I'll, I'll start adding some, some more information, uh, or updates on it. If not, um, I, you know, I'll keep it to myself, but reselling, man, it just allows you to get into so many hobbies 
without having to spend as much money. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So I, it's funny. I have the same thing I had last time. The reason being is uh, I went through a week where both my kids were sick the entire week. So I didn't get to do any of this. So I didn't get to go scouting for retail arbitrage. I didn't get to clear out unlisted inventory. Now I did source and get more inventory. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get to finalize my shipment plan. I didn't do any of that. I just, it was just survival mode. Take care of my kids, list what I can, pack what I can. And that's all I did for an entire week. So now that everybody's all healthy and now I can begin to focus again on the resale business. And by the way, that's one of the perks of going full time is that you can take a break and you're okay. As long as you have enough inventory in your store, as long as you have items already listed that you can source. And the other thing I will I'll throw this out there too, real quick. If you go full time, make sure to keep health insurance. Uh, I had to go to the ER about a month ago. It wasn't anything serious. I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast, but I was fine. Uh, and just, I'm getting older. That's all. And, uh, my, my whole emergency room visit today was only 150 bucks. Right. And if I didn't have insurance, who knows what it would have been, right? It could have been 500, a $2,000. And I see a lot of resellers sometimes and, and not saying anything bad about it, but you know, they'll, something happens to them and they'll start a GoFundMe because they didn't have insurance. And then, you know, people donate money and that's how they get through it. But you don't want to be put in that scenario. You want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, and uh, if you go full time, I 100% believe you need to have health insurance, whether it's through an HSA, whether it's through, you know, a private company. Uh, and if, you know, your state has something to subsidize, you can also go down that route. I just go through a private company because I'm not a fan of uh, state subsidies because I feel there's a lot of strings attached. So I don't go down that road. Uh, but so I do pay. I pay a good amount of pay. <laughs> it's my second highest bill after my rent. It's a lot of money. So. Actually, no, after my kid's tuition. But yeah, it's still a lot of money. So so anyways, uh, yeah. So looking forward to uh, retail arbitrage, cleaning, cleaning out, clearing out my unlisted inventory. It's going to be hard to get rid of some of this inventory. Do it. Time to get rid of Freddie Funko. No, no. Freddie Funko is staying until my dying day. I, should I, I can't bring him out right now, but I have this huge Freddie Funko statue. Those of you that are, have been with us from, from the beginning, the early days, they still have Freddie Funko. Yeah, they, you're joking with the tell your dying day. It's Freddie Funko is just going to sell for half what he bought it for at an estate sale. And it's sad. <laughs> just sell it now, man. Sell it now. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Anyways, hey, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully this brought you value. Appreciate all of you that are constantly, you know, letting us know how much you appreciate the podcast. Grateful for every single one that listens and tunes in. And with that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling lakes. Peace.